Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie Day. Today we're gonna talk about Amish. The fucking Amish. <laughs> right, yeah, we're gonna shit talk about Amish. Natalie. <laughs> what are the Amish? <laughs> the Amish are a group of traditionalist Christian church fellowships with Swiss German Anabaptist origins. And they are known for denying themselves all of modern convenience and pleasure. That's what they're known for. Yeah. So they don't do technology at all. They don't do technology at all. No television. No television, no computer, no internet, no podcasts. The Amish they're not were, they're never gonna hear it. The Amish were the first to say, I don't even own a television. <laughs> right. They invented it. They invented that, so the next time you try to pull that one, think about that. <laughs> no, and I think we primarily decided, hey, today let's go in and dig up some interesting facts and stories about the Amish because they'll never know. Right. <laughs> We're gonna make up shit about the Amish, We're and they're n- never gonna know. You have real facts about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just joking. Okay. You j- okay. Yeah. You said we're gonna make up shit. No, well, we're like, just gonna. No, we're just gonna talk shit. We live in Central Ohio, home of Harlem Township, as I'm sure you've heard about. Harlem Township, sponsors of Garbage Brain University, but in Northeast Ohio. There's an Amish population. Uh-huh. Only really run into them at the zoo. Yeah, they're always at the zoo. So the zoo is like a half hour outside town here. Which, by the way, I just found out like last year that it's actually a very local Ohio thing to measure distance by how long it takes you to get there. Right. But if you ask me, that's the only part that matters. Yeah, it's a half hour outside town. I've heard people don't say that. They will say the miles. Well, who fucking cares about (laughs) miles? You say how long it takes of your life. That's what you can't get back. Think about that. The numbers on on the speedometer don't matter. Like, how how long is it going to take me to get there? Yeah, how much of my life disappears in the journey? Cleveland's like two and a half hours from here. So I think we've really boiled it down to the most human essence, which is time itself. Anyway, you see them at the zoo, you can't just go and talk to them. Because I always feel like, you know, I would start if I'm like leaning on a fence and there's some guy leaning on a fence next to me. I, yes, and I want to talk to him. And we're, right, and we're both leaning on the fence. I'm leaning on the fence looking at a turtle. There's another guy leaning on a fence looking at the turtle. My thing I would say to anybody is some other guys looking at the turtle, I'd be like, man, he don't move much. (laughs) That Leonard's dead. (laughs) Now that... Now that is... Something we've been doing for quite some time is uh, the Columbus Zoo. I'm not sure if it's true, but the Columbus Zoo claims it's the number one zoo in the country. I don't know if there's like zoo rankings.info or like who is doing this. It's a cage match. <laughs> cage match. <laughs> they just fight it out. They like. Yeah, Jack he's Hanna. He's yeah. popping. Yeah, right one, left he's one. got. He's got the safari gear. He's got the safari cap. Right, right. (laughs) The number one zoo. So you go in, and so we have most of the animals. We don't have all the animals. We don't have hippos. The Cincinnati Zoo has hippos, but the Cincinnati Zoo also has problems. They like to shoot their animals, just like the cops in Cincinnati like to shoot the people. That's why Columbus Zoo is number one. Very seldom do we just assassinate our own animals in our zoo. (laughs) 
and you know, <laughs> it seems very obvious to us. Like, hey, you have a zoo where children come and look at the animals. Don't kill them, but you know, hey. So we have leopards, right? Right. And one of my top things I've ever done is to go in with our daughter and go in. And ever since she was a kid. Like little. Little, little. We would push her in in the stroller. And if there were people there at the leopard exhibit. Now, leopard is a big cat, so they're asleep like, what, 20 hours a day? Mm-hmm. I would go in and go, oh, look at that. That Leonard's mm-hmm. dead. <laughs> that Leonard's dead. <laughs> so first of all, obviously, I'm referring to the leopard as a Leonard. <laughs> and second of all, it's Not it's dead. clearly asleep. <laughs> it's laying on its side just in the sun. Yeah, in the sun, just breathing deeply, just relaxing. Just, yeah. And then when our daughter was about six or seven, you know, she got to the point where we were walking around, I'd be holding her hand and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, look at that. And everybody else in the leopard exhibit would turn and look at us and I'd say that Leonard's dead. <laughs> and then she started a few years ago, she started being like, why don't they take that Leonard out of there if it's dead? That's Nobody wants to look at that. <laughs> no one wants to sit here and look at a dead Leonard. <laughs> it cost us like $60 to get in here. I demand a live Leonard. <laughs> And people all just look at you like you're stupid. It's one of my fucking favorite things. <laughs> it's just like a lesson in being ironically anything is ultimately you are that thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> Makes but this no is... difference to those people at all. Yeah. They have a story where they I saw the fucking dumbest man in the world in the zoo the other day. <laughs> And the zoo is just redolent with people that need life lessons. Like, I don't believe that people learn lessons, but sometimes they need them, right? Right. One time I was in the exotic bird part, the part that's really humid. Like, you go in, it fogs your glasses up, and you're like, oh, shit, these birds is about to be crazy colors. Right. (laughs) So you go in, you kind of wait, you kind of shake your glasses off, kind of try to defog them, and you walk around. Some lady tried to feed a fucking hat to a kookaburra, and I was like, please don't do that. And she looked at me... Very embarrassed, and I was like, I'm sorry, but don't give it a hat. (laughs) Like, it won't. But yeah, anyway, you see an Amish guy, and you want to ask him what's up, right? Right, what's poppin', Yoder? I like to, like, I like to talk to different kinds of people. Yeah, But Amish people don't like me, and so they're not going to talk to me. I always feel like they don't want to talk to me, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm always worried about, like, if I talk to somebody and somebody doesn't want to talk to me, like, that's fine to me. I don't care what you want. Right. <laughs> like, to a certain extent, like, if I talk to somebody and they're like, okay, okay, and they, like, try to get away, it's like, okay, I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if I talk to somebody who's really strict religious and I'm a man and I have kind of long hair and I talk to some guy, I'm afraid he's going to go home and the guy in the church is going to whip him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't want to get some guy's ass beat just because I was like, how about that turtle? That guy's big. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that Amish people are known for is the way they dress. It is a thing called plain dress. 
which means that it's usually religious groups, but they will dress in clothes that are very traditional and extremely modest, and they are specifically made with fabric that isn't going to wear out. And it's like all very, very, it's very conservative clothes that never change, and then they will last forever, and they will just wear them all the time. That is the thing with their clothes. The actual Amish, they make everything from head to toe. Yes, absolutely. And there's like more than one reason for it. Like, first off, obviously, they're not going to go and buy their Amish people clothes at Forever 21. And they and they make all their stuff themselves, right? Yeah. Also, by making all of the clothes, they have like a set, like there's set people who will make all the clothes for the, the entire like community. And so by having it done within the community by a set group of people, that ensures that everyone's clothes are fucking exactly the same. Okay, so it's almost like the school uniform vibe where you're never going to covet your neighbor for having a fresh supreme tea. Right, you're right. You're not going to like be envious of your of your neighbor's fit. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the ladies, they'll all wear like the long dresses with the long sleeves and they're like very, there's like a waistband on the dress. And it's, like, very plain, and, like, sometimes they'll wear, like, a black apron thing or something. And they wear bonnets to cover their hair, right? Right, right. So what is the reason behind the bonnet? Every, almost every religion has some kind of shit about women having to cover their head up. Nuns and in Islam, how women will cover their hair. In church, you had to cover your hair. In Catholic church, you had to wear a little... I have before, yeah. Yeah, what's that called? Mantilla. It's, like, common across, like, almost all religions. And then, like, even in in Judaism, women will wear wigs and cover their hair up with so they don't have their hair exposed. It's, like, very, very common. But that's the way they do it is with bonnets instead of doing it with something else. Sure, and you can be matchy-matchy with the bonnet because you've got leftover cloth from making that huge dress. Right. Let's look up up an Amish outfit and, and, and really see what's going on with it. I want to see a real Amish. They have long sleeves. Also, dresses. it looks extremely like The Handmaid's Tale, but go ahead. It does look extremely like The Handmaid's Tale. Um, they're wearing, it looks like it's just like a dress sack. And everyone's, it's always the same color because they would just go out and buy a bunch of fabric and then they have rules with wearing colors. It's stuff. like a King Buzzo dress. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's just very long and it's loose and it has long sleeves. King Buzzo wears more like a cassock. Yeah, he like, sometimes he gets like a little floral pattern, but sometimes it's just like a solid. Yeah, these guys have waists on their dresses, though, and so it's different. Um, yeah, so they wear the dresses, and there's shit like, if they, once you get married, do you start wearing blue? Oh, really? Is that the rule? There's like a whole bunch of stuff like that, like little. Now, hold on. You're saying a religious order has small rules about who can wear what yes they do (laughs) and so yeah so they wear that kind of stuff what if two amish women want to get married what do they wear then you probably wear whatever you want because they would excommunicate you and shun you from the community and you'd have to go and live in dayton or something (laughs) (laughs) the elders will warn you Elders will warn you, you will have to leave the community and you won't know what they mean until you get to First Street in Dayton. Right. You got an apartment. Suddenly you got an apartment and there's no cows. How do you, how do you get butter? 
I don't know. That's a thing they do too, though. They do, sh- they'll shun people and like kick them out and stuff like that. It's terrible. So it's like a pretty standard religious sect thing. It's kind of reality show. You're in, you're out. <laughs> you, uh, you are not the flavor of love. <laughs> right. The dudes all have the beards, right? Uh-huh. And they're not allowed to have mustaches. Why is that? They don't have them because it was like some kind of pacifist thing where at the time where they were getting their Amish on and starting her up and starting to make Amish rules, like all the soldiers would have like elaborate mustaches and stuff. And so we were not allowed to have mustaches because it made them look like they were war guys. So score one for the Amish. So they're pacifists. Right. right. They don't believe in war. So that's good. Right. Because our society does believe in war, which I'm not super into. I'm not into it either. Think about it. Why does anyone just be friends instead? It'd be so much nicer. My speech on world peace. Uh, you know, that reminds me. Uh, <laughs> I was a STEM lord in college. So I, I took a bunch of science classes. I took a bunch of tech classes. I took a bunch of materials engineering type classes in college. They were like, oh, well, you know, you do have to broaden your horizons. You have to take one upper level class and like some other discipline. So I ended up, and I think it was mostly a scheduling concern. Right. I took a political science class and uh, it was like a senior level poli sci class. And I don't know how I got into it without taking like any other political classes. <laughs> But it worked out because it was like self-contained. I didn't have to know anything about uh, like Congress or anything. Right. I We got about two thirds of the way through the class and most of the other people in the class were like political science people. And one day this girl raises her hand and the teacher calls on her and she says, here's a question. Why don't we have just one government for the whole world? <laughs> and the teacher looks at her and has nothing to say. And she says, we just, we wouldn't have any conflicts and we wouldn't have any war. (laughs) And maybe if we just had one government, everybody would just speak English. And I was like, ooh, that's not what we would speak, but. (laughs) The teacher took a very deep breath. I've never seen. I've never seen a person breathe this deeply. She sucked in all the air in the room. And then she very calmly said, well, there are several reasons. I like the optimism. Just be like, just like no more borders, man. No more borders, no more kings. We could just be brothers, man. What if we just had a new world order? (laughs) It'll be so great. Where it's like one world is like one family, you know? What we'll do, we'll just have all the planes spray a little bit of something into the air. Just a little bit. (laughs) We're all just brothers, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a million dollar idea for you. World peace. World world peace is not a million dollar idea. Nobody loving brotherhood. Nobody will make <laughs> nobody makes a single dollar off the loving brotherhood. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> we can all be super friends and never have any more wars if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Amish people started. You know when they started? No, when? In 1693. 
when there is a guy named Jacob Amen. Really? A-M-M-A-N-N. And he broke off of the Swiss and Alsatian Mennonite Anabaptists. Like the original Amish were like, I'm with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how Mormons follow Morm. <laughs> <laughs> and thusly, the golden tablets were handed down to Morm. <laughs> Joseph Morm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story, and I'm a Mormon. <laughs> so, yeah, so he was like, I don't like this Swiss and Alsatian Mennonite Anabaptism. It's like not my jam. I need to make this like way more conservative with how we deal with stuff. And then they broke off, and they made up all their little rules. And then in the second half of the 19th century, the Amish split up into Old Order Amish, Uh which is like the traditional old school Amish. And then there is the Amish Mennonites. So the Mennonites are more liberal than the Old Order is what you're saying. Yeah. The modern American Mennonites. The Mennonites, are, I think, are the ones that we see at the zoo all the time because they drive cars. Oh, they drive cars? Uh-huh. I thought they took the bus. Some, I've seen, I, I've also seen them on the bus before. I think they do both. Wheels are okay with them. Maybe they drive a car, but they just go very slow. Right. Or maybe they have to have, like, a car with, like, hardly any horsepower at all. Okay, well, it, here in the reform movement. We can have cars, but they have to be Priuses, dude. Because you're not going to enjoy driving at all. Because that, that leads you to lust. You may have a pre-1998 Hyundai Elantra. The 1998 Hyundai Elantra is the worst car that's ever been made. And it was in yeah. 97. It was the worst car ever made. It had about 14 horses. Felt like you were driving in a bucket. It was terrible. I hated that car so much that I gave it to somebody. <laughs> for free. I said, just take it. I don't, I don't want anything else to do with it. Like, one day I went out and the car wouldn't go. And I was like, well, I don't fucking give a shit anymore. I, want, I just want to throw it away. I just want to Isn't throw this that, car away. I'm done with this car. And we didn't know what to do. So you went on a bulletin board. And uh-huh. Now, this was a while ago. Yeah, I went on a bulletin board and I said, hey, you want this? <laughs> and you said, is anybody in Columbus? And some guy's like, I am. And you were like, do you want a car? And he said. Yeah. And so he came over and I was like, it won't go. Like it starts, but then it doesn't go. And I was like, so that's up to you. It's your problem now. I don't want anything to do with this car anymore. And he, he, I don't know how he knew what was going on, but he had a hammer and he just kind of knocked on the wheels and then the car worked again. And then he drove off Uh in it. And he drove off. Beep, beep. (laughs) And he was like, free car. And you were like, minus one problem to me. Right, right. I was like, whatever. I thought it didn't go, and that was my that was my impetus for giving him the car, but... It was like a go-kart with a stick shift. <laughs> it was, but I learned to drive a stick shift. It fucking sucked a big butt, and then all of... I think what, what happened to it is I hated the car so much that I was just driving your car, and so the car was sitting in the driveway, and the brakes rusted to the finger. And so the wheels weren't turning. And so he just like broke the rust up inside the wheels and then it went. That sounds like something you would do to a Model T. <laughs> 
that's one thing I miss about new cars is that you can't just get in there and poke it with something and make it go. I was the fucking best at that. An old car was definitely something where you would hit it and that would make it work. Like that's definitely the easiest form of remedy is just slapping something real hard and then it works, buddy. Old TV, old car, you could do that. I remember one time uh, a tree fell on your car. Yeah. And I got inside the car and I punched the dent out of the roof. Right. It was like uh, punching the dent out of a kitty swimming pool. <laughs> it was like punching a bowl of spaghetti that had aluminum <laughs> foil stretched over the top. It was like one of those play school or whatever, the little tykes cars. It was like one of those little tykes cars, only not as fun to drive. The cozy... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> little cozy coop. Not as fun to drive, though. Beep, beep. Okay, so they broke off into the different Amishes, and then they all started moving into Pennsylvania. And so they're in Pennsylvania, they're in Ohio, they're in Indiana, but they're spreading out more places because they love having babies. So do they just rack them out? They just go one after the other? Is that the big thing? I mean, I think they do because I think most families have like six or seven kids. That takes a while. Seven kids? Uh-huh. Ten years at least. That's if you're really stacking them. You really got to chain those suckers up like bejeweled. Knock out a couple twins in, in the process. That's like the secret. Like if you if you have to like have a quiver full baby, you need to do some multiple births. That's just like free time. It's That's you time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you double them up and take a year off. Right, right. Now it's mommy's time. I'm going to relax in having four kids and not being pregnant. Luxuriate in it. Because next year, baby, we're getting pregnant again. But so that's like a big, that's a big thing in Amish is like (laughs) just working all the time. Yeah. That's like the whole, that's like the whole deal, right? Their whole thing is the community and helping each other and like doing their thing. Like, they are very into, like, the community coming together and taking care of people in the community and, like, let's raise a barn. Like, everyone right. comes everyone comes over your house, everyone in town comes to your house, and they all knock the barn out in, like, 22 minutes. Right. They do, that's a big thing in Amish is they do, they're like, we're going to call a scramble. <laughs> and then it's like every able-bodied person, like, all reports to one guy's warehouse where he sells wooden rocking chairs, and he is like, help! And then they just make a bunch of rocking chairs. They just knock out a fucking year's worth of rocking chairs and are like, yeah. all right, back on the on the farm, buddy. Your furniture is sorted out. I mean, it's great for that guy. <laughs> I need to throw a bee of some sort and we're all going to make enough ketchup for everybody in town to have ketchup for the whole year. Can you imagine it? I doubt they eat ketchup. They do Amish might. do Amish they eat, eat ketchup? Potatoes. Oh, do that? Yogurt Is that mashed a- potatoes. Oh, that's right. That's like one of the better brands of pre-made mashed potatoes <laughs> around here. Yeah, baby. In yoder, in the they're, they're Yoder's mashed potatoes because yeah. they're made by Yoder's. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, you know, that that almost sounds like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is a very common Amish last name in Ohio. Right, and it actually is Yoder's potatoes. Yeah, is. that's the brand name. We need to stop saying it. They didn't. <laughs> they're not gonna fucking. They don't. They're not gonna hear this. No, I mean they didn't sponsor us. Fuck them. Fuck them once a year for procreation. <laughs>
They make good taters, though. Do you think Amish use condoms at no. all? Do you think they Amish ever make a condom out of a corn husk? Nope. <laughs> Do you think they ever sit around on a Sunday afternoon whittling one out of a piece of wood? I think that if the Amish don't want to have a baby, then they pull out and none on her tits. <laughs> <laughs> Just as our God Morm instructed. No Morm. Oh, my Morm. <laughs> Nut is upon her tits. That's what Morm said. Oh, so, a lot. Actually, all of the Amish people speak Pennsylvania German. Which is also known as Pennsylvania Dutch. So that's like really old German. Yeah. From like the 17th century or something, yeah, right? Yeah. When their kids get to be like kindergarten or first grade age, they'll start teaching them English. So that's why when you hear Amish guy talking, they have accent a little bit. Even though they've been living here since the 1600s. So they teach them English so they can come into town and sell their... Yeah. But that's the big thing is... At least around here, there's an idea of, like, you buy a wooden chair from an Amish, and that is, like, a, you know, you got a good chair. That's how we got that from the Amish country. Well, that Amish Yoder guy doesn't want to finish his chair. He just pulls out of there and... Sells a chair to her tits. <laughs> most, I said, I already said that most Amish have six to seven children. They've been having six or seven kids, usually, for, like, the entire history of being Amish, right? They just kept on having that many kids, like even even though they are having the same decreases in infant mortality that the rest of society does. The infant mortality rates started dropping and so they started having like not so many kids. Right. But the Amishes yeah. were like, no, we're keeping them all. So do they go to hospitals when they have kids or do they just No, but if, I imagine they would go to a hospital if there was something wrong with one of their kids. Now you want to speak English. They don't I don't think they I don't think they turn down like like medicine. I'm not suggesting they should. I think if society has the ability to take care of people, I think they should take care of everybody. So the thing is with the Amish people is that they don't believe in health insurance. Shit, I don't believe in health insurance. And so they will not pay into health insurance, but if something happens to someone in the community and they need to have medical care, and it's like expensive medical care, everybody in the community chips in for it. So it's essentially like GoFundMe. Yeah, only everybody contributes to it. But let's say there's somebody in the Amish community who does real well on his rocking horses. He would contribute more. Probably. And I'm just saying he because in Amish, the only people that own businesses are men. Yeah, right. Let's say in Amish, there's another man who owns a business and his business is just farming and he doesn't have that much. So <laughs> he might give less. He's, so you would yeah. say it's a system from each according to his means. Sure. To each according to their needs, from each according to their means. That's catchy. <laughs> you want to go be Amish, baby? He's got to shave off that mustache. <laughs> It always gets in the way anyway. What if we could do... <laughs> what if we could do Amish, but women have rights? Right. And you can have computers. What if we just have normal society, but we just take the idea from the Amish of communism? Okay, here's a million dollar idea. Garbage Brain Universe. 
University. M million dollar idea. We're gonna buy some land. Maybe like seven or eight miles square. Yeah, because you gotta spend money to make money. I'm on board. Seven or eight miles square. You go and you fight to make your little area a country. And then we sell plots for real life Animal Crossing. <laughs> And then we just trade stuff we find and have a little town and everyone stops by and says hi to each other all the time and everyone gives each other presents and gives each other t-shirts and then everyone helps each other and we have communism. Wait, so where... <laughs> like Montana or something. Where is the part in the communism where we make the million dollars? Because <laughs> we own the land. That we sell to people so they could live oh, in our country. Oh, I figured this out. Huh. Let's do communism, but we own the means of production. Right. <laughs> it's great. We'll just float balloons over, and when you pop the balloon, you get ironwood dresser. <laughs> Throwback skull radio. <laughs> <laughs> Being like a full-fledged Amish church member does not happen until you get baptized. And usually Amish people will get baptized between the ages of 16 and 23. You have to get baptized in order to get married in the in an Amish church. Once you are baptized into the Amish church, you are only allowed marrying an Amish guy or Amish lady. The people have to make the conscious decision that yes, I would like to be a part of the Amish community and this is my choice. I'm making my choice as an adult. I'm ready to die for this shit. I'm ready to fucking... I'm ready to not go to war for this shit. Right. I'm ready to not go to war and live in a community that takes care of each other. For this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so prior to their being baptized, they go on Rumspringa. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Natalie, what is Rumspringa? It is like a rite of passage during adolescence where the adolescents will have more leeway to get away with shit than they normally would. And so they will like go to town and do shit and they'll drink. Some of them will drive cars. Other ones will get like little horse and carriages and race them around and shit. They just go wild. They're not given carte blanche to do literally anything they want, but stuff that they would normally get in, like in a huge amount of trouble for, they won't. And they get in a huge amount of trouble from the community. Like the elders will put them in trouble. If you were to do this stuff as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. you were a 30 year old and you had been baptized and you had a family and you went and drove a Hyundai around. Like right, you would get you your, smoke cigarettes. Buddy, you'd get your ass whipped. You get shunned. So what what are the punishments in Amish? You can get shunned or you can get excommunicated. Shunned, I think, is just when everyone ignores you to like, kind of show you like how much you really like being Amish because you hate it so much when they ignore you, right? Oh, right, to then <laughs> you have to get their approval to be back in the community and then that keeps you in line. Yeah, yeah. And then being excommunicated you get kicked out of the community completely. Friends and your family can't interact with you anymore either. Or else they're going to get excommunicated too. So that is like the bad one. When they're on Rumspringa though, they can go and do a finger bang, I guess. 
And they don't get excommunicated. It's like the boys will be boys of Amish. Right. Or girls will be girls. Or boys and girls will finger bang of themselves of Amish. <laughs> Maybe they'll, they'll finger bang the English. Whoa. That's what they call us, even though we're not English. That's what they call anybody who doesn't live like in the Amish town. Anyone who does not participate in their community is English. I think it's funny to talk about us cooking hot dogs and hamburgers and corn as being English, where English to us is the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> right. The Great British Soggy Bottom. <laughs> oh, buddy. That's what they used to call me in prison. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Amish jail? Yeah. <laughs> what you That's do? why I'm here now. They kicked me out. <laughs> I'm still in Amish jail, baby. <laughs> the real Amish jail is inside our own minds. <laughs> right, right. The real Amish jail is all the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, children and adolescents are not bound to, like, the Amish restrictions. Their restrictions are called the Ordnung. Ordnung? Ordnung. Nung is hard to say. Yeah, it is. So the people who have not been baptized into it aren't held to those restrictions. Generally speaking, people who have not been baptized would not be, would not be punished in a way that an adult would be to begin with. And so Rumspringa is like... Not so much them going crazy because they haven't really been been lorded over by the, restri- the Amish restrictions prior to that. Like, their parents were Amish, and they, all their friends were Amish. I imagine the kids, Amish kids, probably don't act out in the same way. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say. We'll never know. Because they don't want to be friends with us. Would Amish want to be friends with us? I don't know. I, don't I think, think we. Sh- I think we share the same basic values, which is we value family and community, and we help people when we can. Yeah. We hate health insurance. We hate... Well, yeah, we go all, to hell, Blue Cross Blue Shield. We're not religious, so we don't believe in God, so they think we're going to go to hell anyway. That's a big one. I'm not modest. And one of the things I love to use is phone. Oh, I love phone. I love cusses. I love computer. Computer is a good one. I like Hitachi Magic Wand. <laughs> I love driving car. <laughs> I, yeah, I love not having to carry everything home from the grocery store. And I also like not having to have a farm. I mean, growing your own food recreationally is kind of fun. Just like very cutesy being like, oh, snip off a green onion. I made that. Having to go out and drag an oxen through a bunch of, through like 800 corns. At that point, it's just labor. Right. And you have, what do you feed the oxen? Probably corn. And that's where all your corn went. So how much farming would you have to do to just feed your family? Depends on how much your family eats. They eat a lot because they're farmers. Right? It just seems very perpetual motion machine to me. Like the whole, like, yeah. Oh, you're so good at that. I am good at chicken, yeah. You would talk to him. Hello, chicken. Cut your head off. (laughs) They would, I mean, if you said that to me, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't say it to you because it wouldn't be true. I would only say it to... But that's, no, but that's what everybody says now. Any more people are not like... I'm horny. Let's do sex to each other. Now they're like, uh, run me over in an M1 Abrams tank. They all say that. Like, shit on the skid mark. 
please crush my head into a big puddle with high heel until I die. <laughs> like, that's the stuff they say now. Drown that's... me in ass. <laughs> Cut a head off of it. Like, that's the same. <laughs> that's what you said. Not into my neck. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> me baby <laughs> so besides rumspringa i mean rumspringa is just the amish get to do everything they get to experience the english world which is what they call it they yeah. get to experience the english world and then be able to say you know i what i want to do is commit my life to this amish shit i'm here for the amish Okay. I'm making the conscious decision. I saw the Nintendo. I saw the Nintendo. I had a McDonald's. I jerked off to cable. I'm ready to go back to being Amish. You know, as fundamentalist religions go, they're usually not that loose. They usually don't let you. Like, there's not a period in any other fundamentalist religion where they're like, yeah, you know what, wow out for a little bit. Right, right. But, like, most kids don't do it like that. Like, it's a very small percentage of Amish kids who, like, go all out. The majority of Amish kids, when they go on Rumspringa, they just get, to, they're just, like, sloppy Amish. They just bum around with their friends and be cool for a little bit, and then they go back. Right. And so, like, they'll have, like, their hair be, like, messy, and or they'll wear, like, clothing that's not quite traditional they'll unbutton their top button on their homemade shirt they'll have their bonnet a little loosey-goosey and like on on the side kind of (laughs) (laughs) so they'll they'll drive a little car they'll skip out on home prayer sometimes they might have like a little beer or something but they're like they're not like all being like i got it get all all seven of the deadly sins i need to do them now wrath what <laughs> see it heading to the goat field at gluttony three, heading to the goat field at 3 a.m stuffing your face with ice cream on the way <laughs> yoder's ice cream <laughs> does yoder's make ice cream <laughs> there's a yoder somewhere that makes ice cream that's you go to the goat field and you're like goat and the goat's like huh and you're like you snuffed at me Bust it in the head, punch it. No, you, no, they're, no. That's the thing. That's the thing. No, they would never punch a goat. No, because they're pacifists. Not even, I think, even on Rumspringa, I think they would be like, I don't think you go out on Rumspringa and kick ass. I think you might go. <laughs> you would flick a goat. You would just do middle finger at the goat. Shoot the bird, baby. <laughs> the only thing you're shooting is the bird. Take nothing but no shit from no one. Double bird to that fucking goat. <laughs> Leave nothing but the bird to the goat. <laughs> Get fucked, goat. <laughs> Get fucked by the other goat you are married to only, bitch. Enjoy your monogamous relationship, goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrathful at you, goat. Amish people usually go to school until they're about eighth grade. And then once they get to eighth grade, then the boys will have vocational training that their parents teach them. Or they will go out to someone else in the community who will teach them how to do something. And it's kind of coordinated with their with their school. It is Amish school. 
they will have one room schoolhouses and small communities. And they're taught till eighth grade and then set off to learn how to make mashed potatoes and rocking chairs. Um, in general, higher education is discouraged because they think it leads to social segregation and the unraveling of the community. Now, how smart do you need to be to be Amish? You're just going to be putting on airs. Uh, sometimes the women will go to nursing school so they can be better at doing midwifery. I think my personality is not suited to being an Amish. It's not. I wouldn't think it would be. I didn't grow up. I grew up in Southern Ohio. I didn't grow up in Amish country. But one of the main things I always think about is young King Dave. May he rest in peace. Out in the cornfield, smoking big doinks. In Amish. Oh, yeah. Big doinks. Rest in peace. <laughs> Was he from Amish? <laughs> no, he's from, like, New Jersey. Oh, okay. But he, he, he just, I guess he just got in his whip and he just drove. <laughs> well, he just probably just went over to Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not far. Amish isn't very far from there. No. Uh, so they don't use electricity or telephones. They use a horse and buggy to get around. You need to know about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ask the horse if the horse wanted to do that? Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, there's like a lot of stuff about the horses not being treated very well. But I try to keep it light. Their animal treatment is leaves much to be desired if you're interested in hearing more about it. I invite you to look it up yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Bing it. Bing Amish animal abuse or Bing Amish abuse. Or just Amish find, puppy mills. Just Amish puppy mills. Wow. So there's a lot of animals and people that the Amish abuse. And that is somehow concordant with being pacifist and having no mustache. I have a mustache. <laughs> I don't abuse. It's cool. Go ahead. <laughs> I see you have a non-abusive mustache. That's right, baby. It's a nice mustache. Have you heard about how Amish people don't like to have their picture taken? I have. So what's the deal with that? It is based off of a Bible verse in Exodus about making graven images. And so they don't want any part of it. And that's also why they're... Actually, their dolls also have no faces for the same reason. By not giving them faces, like one doll is not prettier than the other doll. And so it does not... <laughs> give kids like a reason to have like envy or vanity with or with the with the dolls that they have i kind of like the idea of neutral dolls <laughs> that have no faces and no personality that's like i think that should be the default like then you hit then that doll you have is anything you want it to be right i'm a fan of tabula rasa to some extent i'm i'm very much a fan of tabula rasa as far as not having photographs taken because it is so so what's the what's the detail on the graven image i've heard and this is colloquial but i've heard that people say oh if you take my picture you'll steal my soul I don't think that happens. I've taken very many pictures of myself. Well, the graven images thing came from the idea that only God can create things like that. And so for you to create it, it makes the whatever you caught, whatever you made is like not good. Uh, you know what my loophole is? Huh? God made iPhone. God made Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive. And then they made iPhone. And then God made me and I use iPhone. <laughs> yeah so the graven images and then they're like oh i can't make those 
I, when you put a JPEG like that, if they called it graven image format, we would be far more reluctant to use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm making a graven image. <laughs> if you simply explain to Yoder, look, it's called Joint Photographic Experts Group. <laughs> Did you know that? Wait a second. Huh? Graven image format? G-I-F. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. What the fuck? Illuminati. <laughs> did you learn anything about the Amish that you did not know already? I learned an extreme amount about the Amish. I'm really impressed, Natalie, with all the stuff you dug up. When one thinks about the Amish, you can your mind might go a little Unabomber-like. Yeah, that's why I sent a bomb to the professor to blow his hand off. <laughs> but really, they're about a lot more, like making sure uh, women shuck beans. It was written by the Lord. Try reading it sometime, dumbass. <laughs> well, he wouldn't say dumbass. Try. <laughs> you don't think they have... What do they say in dumb cop? <laughs> dumb cop. Doom cop. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably what they say. They... Shice. Oh, my God. You're getting lashes for that. You ain't going to the zoo this time. So. This if... podcast is brought to you by Harlem Township, Ohio. Uh, Northeastern Columbus, Ohio's resort of choice. For people right. who just want a nice breath of fresh air. Exactly. You might drive through there and notice there are no signs for Harlem Township. You might actually take a special trip out there and think, wow, I'm going to check this place out. I've heard so much about it. And all I see is the sign for Genoa Township when I come back into there. But that's, <laughs> they're a humble people, just like Amish. Harlem, <laughs> right, right next to Genoa, right next to... The Hoover Dam. <laughs> That's right. And if you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Sign up. Instant access to the Discord. Chat with us and our friends. Instant access to all of the episodes you haven't heard. Instant access to the book club. All the good shit that you need to be a part of and you're not yet. Instant, instant access to these nuts. <laughs> that was kind of like the and more. <laughs> Was like when you put, yeah, when and you more, when you, <laughs> so whenever you see and more in these nuts, that's right, it just means these nuts. So, thanks again for listening. I love you. We'll talk to you again soon. I love you. I also love you. <laughs>